Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. In this episode, we are going to talk all about My Magic Plus, Magic Bands, Fast Pass Plus. We're doing a whole refresher course for both you and for those of us at the table about my Disney experience. All that coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio here in Orlando, Florida. This is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode number 769 for the week of January 20th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio here in Orlando, Florida. I am your host, Dustin West, and I am joined at the table... This week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, who's waving and smiling, <laughs> Kathy Whirling, Corey Martin, and back in the production nook, we have our associate producer, Mr. Craig Williams, and from the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition, we have Mr. Rhino Clavin. Welcome, everybody, to this episode. Like I said in the intro, we are talking all about My Magic Plus. I think it's, it's been long enough since we've kind of done a real overview of my magic plus on the show and it's been a little over a year since everything's been rolling uh in with my magic plus so i thought we would talk about you know what's what's there now what's changed uh what we like and what we don't like some of us might not like it uh we also reached out to those of you uh, who follow us on facebook.com slash disunplugged and for those of you on the uh podcast uh, forum on disboards.com and asked you what you liked, what you didn't like, and if you had any questions about My Magic Plus that maybe we can address on the show for you uh, in this episode. So I just want to go around the table and, uh, and to you guys back there, um, just first impressions over the last year or so that we've really had uh, our hands-on uh, experience with uh, my Magic Plus and Magic Bands and stuff like that. Uh, what What's your overall impression as it stands right now, John? Well, I think I have to start by giving full disclosure and saying that I've never actually used the My Disney Experience app for or or website for myself. The only thing I've ever done was I'll link tickets to a Magic Band, but I've never gone through the whole thing for myself or for Kevin and I to set up a trip. So that's kind of where my opinion comes from. Although we do do it for our clients and we do um, uh, help to coach our clients through the process. So we're familiar with it on that level. From someone who lives here and experiences the parks in a very different way than everybody else, it's something that I don't care for. It's something that restricts my usage of uh, going to Disney. It sort of pinholes you into a certain way of doing things. I will say this. What did I say? Pinhole? Pinhole. Same thing. Okay. Uh, I will say this, though. It's very small. <laughs> people love the bands. Mm-hmm. The magic bands are the things that people like the most out of this whole thing. And then there's various degrees of whether or not they've liked the whole My Disney experience, the My Magic Plus, is depending on how you've used it and what their experience is. But personally, it changed. it's not relative to how I like to visit the park. Well, I, I do want to say that I think that's a very valid viewpoint to have in this discussion. Uh, in this discussion is 
a, a viewpoint of somebody who hasn't necessarily had as much hands-on experience with it, because I think a lot of our listeners and a lot of our viewers have not yet booked a vacation using my Disney experience or my Magic Plus. How about you, Kevin? Don't like it. Don't like it. That's your. F- I did like my orange band, though. Mm-hmm. I wore my orange band for like a day and a half. That was it. And I got tired of it. That's how I got um, Kevin to use a magic band. <laughs> it's <laughs> orange. orange I, I've told you all this before. I go back to when Disney World was sort of fun and you could just enjoy it at your own pace. The idea that you have to pick it or you can pick a time months in advance to go see the Haunted Mansion. That sucks every bit of fun out of it for me. As a local, I see no use for it. I don't have use for it. And other than we did an agent trip and I had it for a day. I did pay for a coffee with it, which I thought was... But you could do that with a ticket, or you could do that with dollars, mm-hmm. or a credit card. So I didn't think it was that much easier. But I don't... I'm not a fan. I okay. And I don't use them. I've never really used it, but... It, before I continue around the table, it made me think when you were talking that maybe I should clarify exactly, in, in layman's terms, what my Magic Plus and my Disney experience is. For the last 40 years, Disney has been, you buy a ticket, you go in, and then they introduce Fast Pass, and you got a Fast Pass, and you just had that experience in the park. And a Fast Pass is the ability to go to a ride at a specific right. scheduled time rather than waiting in the general yeah. queue. All of this was done while you were in the park. Now, Disney has created a website, a website slash an app for your phone that allows you to book Fast Passes ahead of time, book uh, dining uh, locations uh, ahead of time, your hotel, your tickets, everything is linked through a central account that you create on Disney. So it's very much like creating uh, a Facebook profile or something. You have friends, you have your own profile, you can link yourself together. We'll talk about more of that, but that's how uh, My Magic Plus is approaching your theme park experience versus just going into the parks and doing whatever it is you're going to do. I have mixed feelings about the uh, about the Magic Mans. I, I they're comfortable. Um, I like the convenience of, you know, everything is right here. I, I can't use it as an annual pass holder. I would love to be able to put a, um, a credit card on my, my Magic Band mm-hmm. and then go there and use that at Food and Wine Festival or Flower and Garden Festival. Um, Can I say something before you do that? Yeah. Someone in, on the boards has concerns about, is your credit card safe? And there's discussion back and forth about whether or not it is. Would you be willing to put your primary credit card on this band? As long as I have an option to change it, um, is, you know, if it's if there's a secure area where I can say, okay, maybe let's change it to another card here and there, depending on what my balance is. The, um, <laughs> the uh, I would like that flexibility. I would see more use of the, of the Magic Band as an annual pass holder that way. Um, the issue for me, I think, comes with the uh, the Fast Pass Plus. Now, look, I know, like, if Julie and I we decide we're going to the Magic Kingdom tomorrow. And we, I go on that app right now. We select all the rides we want. We might get them, but they might be at like 7 p.m. Right. You know, we, we're, not, we're not staying at the park then, so we try to look for earlier times, and none of our attractions are there. In the, previously, we'd say, okay, we're going to the Magic Kingdom tomorrow. Let's get there early and get our fast passes because we know we could. And you'd be on the same playing field as same everybody playing field. So, I think it's important to look at, as we go through this segment, to not only look at our experience as annual pass holders and Florida residents, but to also take a look at the experience of somebody who's planning their vacation several months in advance and traveling from a different location. So if we can keep that in mind as we're talking as well, somebody 
the reason you're not able to get your fast pass for a decent time throughout the day is because somebody has planned for that 60 couple, days or 30 yeah, days ahead of time a couple yeah. months ago <laughs> kathy what are your initial impressions right now on my magic plus i don't really like it okay um as a you know for myself um, I think I'm a, a grown-up that can whip her annual pass out of her pocket that I always carry with me. Mm-hmm. Is just as easy as remembering to bring that magic band from home that um, here in our hot weather, it's sweaty on your wrist. I don't like the way that feels. Um, I'll agree with the um, getting the fast passes and stuff. But as a travel agent with my clients... That's the number one thing that stresses my clients. They've never done this before. How do I do this? Um, what time do I have to get up in the morning to book my fast passes? And, oh, how, did I, how do I do? It's taken the fun out, as Kevin said, it's sort of taken the fun out of things. I mean, for me, I can go whenever I want. So if I don't get a fast pass for something, mm-hmm. that's fine. But like the other day, I had my grandson and we went to Epcot. And trying to get fast passes for the time that I knew that we were going to be there, they just weren't there. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are other people who discover that they have to use this process at the last minute. And now they're spending big bucks to come here on their vacation. And now they can't get the rides that they want to visit. Right. So I still have a problem with that. Plus, there's still, we tried to pull the app up. Katie and I had that tried to pull it up the other day to see what our fast passes were and it took a good 10 minutes on my phone for the phone to finally load and this is a fairly new phone that everything works really fast on it's like i could have walked to a kiosk and there's a lot of frustration involved if you don't know Mm. that that's like i know that you know, there's issues with the system, but if you're a newbie to all of this... Let's explain what, like, the kiosks are, because I know some people don't really know what they are. They, they're, like, these little kiosks in the park where you can, if you've never... If, like, say you don't have a phone. You uh, you can go to the kiosk. computer literate. Yeah, right. right. You can go to the kiosk, and there's a cast member to help you. Um, right. There's, that's one option to book your three fast passes for the day. You're limited to three. Once you use up all three... You can go to a kiosk and book a fourth. But if you approach that, that kiosk on that day, chances are nothing you want will be there. Exactly. Right. exactly. Same, same thing with the app. Or you if know. you're from out of the country and you have a smartphone, it's very, very expensive to use your phone. Yeah. Well, Even well, from people from Canada, I apologize. You now are in, you know, data roaming and you're in a different country. So it, it excludes a great deal of people. When you go through this run on the boards, that seems to be the biggest complaint. Is the app not working in the parks or not mm-hmm. getting it to work in the parks? That seems it would be one of people's biggest problems with now, at this. least in the parks there's Wi Fi. But what but if you're still? Not, but what if you're not in the park? You know, people are talking about Wi Fi on the transportation on the buses and you're trying to set this up and that doesn't work yeah. either. For for someone who's out of country, absolutely. Craig, briefly, uh, your first impressions. I mean, last year. Magic bands, you can't get... It's the same technology with RFID that was in the key cards before, so you're just putting it on your hand. I don't have any problem with that, how yeah. they switch the turn styles, how you now integrate at these kiosks all around. I mean, but my whole problem, like most of everyone's, it comes in FastPass Plus. I don't think 
it should be planning ahead of time. I feel like some Disney executive pointed out the Diz boards a long time ago and said, look, all these people want to plan their vacation so far in advance that they come up with all these scenarios and all that. And they just took it, went wild with it, decided to make an app that all of a sudden you can attach times and really yeah. actually do what people have been doing in theory before. Right. And I, I don't. I don't like to do that. I like to go in, like we've all said over and over again as locals, I wish they would just take FastPass Plus, forget about it, still use the RFID technology, and you go into the park, you have, you go up to a kiosk, you can choose what you want to get a FastPass for, touch your band to it, goes right on there, and then you can go I back later, okay and that. that's fine. That's what I would like to see. But I would be okay with that. I think that's a great idea. How about you, Rhino? Um, I still find it like confusing. Like I, I don't think I've actually ever used the app on my phone to actually book a fast pass. Like, and every time I've done a reservation for my family and stuff, I end up having to call guest relations and have them help me through it because it either like splits. Like my my brother's coming in April, but he had also come with my mother last year to see me graduate, and they stayed for reservation. But I was the only one who had the app, and then my brother, I told him to create the app over Christmas, and what happened was the reservation like split in half, so there was two my brothers, and so I had to call and have them merge the thing into one, but then they deleted the wrong one, and so like it was just a little frustrating. And on what like Corey was saying about, um, you know, you go through and you look, and there's no fast passes available, and what's kind of terrible is that if I did book it three months ago, maybe that day I just decided to go to Animal Kingdom and I didn't cancel right. any of my fast passes. So it just wasted that for the people who got up early. And I just think about like my mom and my grandparents who really enjoy coming, and it it just it makes their trip a little more difficult because they're not as like a slave to the technology. Like yeah, they want to leave their phone in the room. They don't want to bring it with them. I was just gonna say, don't don't you think it's forcing people to become dependent on their phones? Mm-hmm. We yeah. all see those people walking around and they're not looking where they're going. <laughs> Well, I, I think it just, you know, I go to Disney World to relax. And there is a, there is an option, like Corey stated, if you don't want to use your phone, there are the kiosks. And, and we're going to get to that. But first, I wanted to talk in general about uh, the Magic Bands and some of the practical uses for the Magic Bands, just to get some of that information out there. And we can uh, talk, around, uh, talk about uh, that kind of stuff. Um, the Magic Bands, of course, are those plastic bands. Um, that uh, if you book a reservation far enough in advance, they will send to your home. Uh, they will also have them uh, for you at the check-in counter if you're staying at a Disney Resort hotel. Uh, if you are a day guest, if you are a um, you're just buying a, a ticket, not staying at a Disney uh, uh, hotel resort, you can buy them in the shops. You can buy the Magic Bands and attach them to your ticket media. I want to say this. If you, if you are planning it far enough in advance, my suggestion is always to have them delivered. Because you can have them customized with different colors for everybody in the family mm-hmm. rather than getting that sort of gray one that's the standard one for everybody. So that's a cool thing. Make sure you do yeah. that. Everybody can get a different color, and I know but they really like that. Doesn't it make you wonder, because it seems like now every couple of months or so they come out with more magic bands. It's also a revenue source. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. There's you got to pay for it. There are, in the same way there are Vinylmation and pin collectors, there are... Magic band collectors because they do have special event magic bands for the Halloween party. But for the there's Christmas a difference. Party. You bought a ticket and now you have to buy something to use your ticket. The, That's a different. You don't thing. have to buy. You don't have right. to. This but is an extra thing I also want you to know that people are concerned that we're all local, so we have a very different opinion. We do. However, this is why Dustin posts this on Facebook and on the Diz Unplugged board to get opinions of people who are not 
local. Right. And exactly. also, too, I, wanna, I can't help it. We can't help it that we're local. Yeah. Right. The other thing I want to explain, too, though, is that because of our work with Dreams Unlimited Travel, we get feedback from every one of our clients mm-hmm. who travels. And everyone provides us feedback for what they do at Disney. So I think that we have that experience as well as to what people bring to it. And again, it's very mixed, but there are people who love it. People who think it's the best thing ever, and they loved it, and they planned their whole trip. And the, you know, it's a spectrum mm-hmm. of opinions. Now, the Magic Bands can be used for not only your hotel key and your ticket media. It'll open up your hotel room and it'll get you into the park. But it's used as your your fast pass uh, entrance way. Uh, you can attach photo your fa- uh, photo pass photos to it. Uh, and as Kevin alluded to earlier, if you have a hotel reservation linked to a credit card, you can use it to make uh, purchases at the hotels and the theme parks. And of course, you can also customize your fast uh, magic bands uh, based on color if you pre-order them, or you can buy the different colors. But or Dustin, stickers. I, I, one thing I don't know if you were to say it, but the I know the ones you can buy that are like the special edition ones like mm-hmm. Darth Vader or the Frozen ones or whatever. I- I've seen that they do stuff differently. Like you'll scan it and instead of the normal green light if you're Darth Vader, it blinks red and it does Darth Vader's breath It'll out of say the, something yeah. the thing. Oh, yeah. And the Frozen one that. like yeah. spins around and does like um, snowflakes or something like that. I've seen that. So See, that's so cool to me. Yeah. So that's, like, that's that is like only for a short time. Thing, like, oh, really? Like if you buy the Darth Vader one, it doesn't do that all the time. Oh. oh. Those are limited time events oh okay so you know the magic band replaces the need for to have a ticket to have a hotel key to have a fast pass uh, um, fast pass and have a photo pass card all that is now on one device Um, also in using the magic band you do need to sign up for a my disney experience profile and if you go to uh, Disney's website, My Disney Experience, you set up your profile, you link your reservation, you link your ticket, you link everything uh, to your Magic Band. And this is also where you're going to be able to uh, book your dining, book your fast passes, everything. Um, and you can even assign a, a little character to your avatar. I chose a Stormtrooper. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Previously Kermit the Frog, but then they added the Stormtrooper into it. Um, this is also where, like, if you get a buy a, a room only reservation and you buy your tickets separately, this is where you'll attach your tickets to your Magic Band. A lot of people mm-hmm. ask that, okay, where's my number? It's your confirmation number for your ticket. If you buy it through through Dreams, we'll send you a confirmation, and that confirmation number is what you would input here. Or if you get it from somewhere else, you do the same thing. And so, it's very easy. Yeah. Yes. That part is super super easy to use. I think Disney did a great job of that, integrating those components. Mm-hmm. And, and they've gotten better with it over the year, so that it used to be a little glitchy, and now with every with every day it gets better. Um, but Kathy did allude to the fact that sometimes this website and the app loading up can take quite a while, just because there's mm-hmm. so much information in there, and Disney doesn't have the best reputation with working websites. And I always say to people, I'll get clients that are like, oh, it's all disappeared. I'm like, just wait a half an hour, wait an hour or two, and go back in. And nine times out of ten, the information is back in there. It's just their system. I don't know what happens, but it's like you just need to go take a, a good, calm breath and go back well, in. I thought she was going to say something else. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what's, what's cool about the My Disney Experience app is exactly what Craig was saying earlier, is that you know for years people have... People have made binders with all their plans. They've made, uh, you know, detailed lists of everything that they're going to do. Well, this 
automates it and puts it into one place. Now, some people are going to like that, and some people are not going to like it. They're going to want to do it, you know, the way they've always done it. You know, Katie and I were saying the other day when we couldn't get the app to load that what they should have at the kiosk is just, you know, like a receipt printer kind of a thing mm-hmm. and print out and give you a paper copy of here's your fast passes. Like, why couldn't they do that? A I bet you people, they could do that at guest relations, if you asked. A lot of people do that now before they leave. They say, I've printed out all of my fast passes in case there's a problem, all of my dining reservation mm-hmm. numbers in case there's an issue, so I can present it to the cast member, and it's come in handy. But we've also heard that unless your fast pass actually works, all that paper stuff doesn't really help. Right. Right. That they'll go, I don't care that you've got a paper printout. Right. If it's, it's not, not working, in the system. You don't get that fast pass. Well, if, if they're a halfway decent cast member and you have some sort of proof that you did it one time I'm sure they would let Someone's you in supposed to okay, well, that's, not yeah. what the, that's not what we're hearing that's not their official policy but typically I know as a cast member if, I, if somebody went through all that trouble to say I, something happened to my fast pass I'd let them in I think it uh, yeah it, it depends on the cast member yeah. and I think as you know the more time they have with this there's going to be less and less of oh well here's my paper printout like in the beginning they figured everybody's was screwed up and now they're getting better, and I think there's going to be a lot of cast members, but it's not in the system. So just don't think that because you printed it out that everything's going to be yeah. okay. And I'm just, doing a, I'm just doing a brief overview right now of the, the things that the app uh, give, uh, offers, the things that you can do with the Magic Band. So this brings us to FastFast Plus. I want to just give some brief information. We'll talk about this a little bit, and then we can come to the, the uh, Facebook and, and Disboards stuff uh, to open up questions and, and comments. Um, with FastPass Plus, this is Disney's, as of last year, new way of doing FastPass. Before, you would just walk into the park, have your ticket, your, your ticket media, put it in a machine, and it would give you a FastPass for whatever attraction you selected, tell you a time, and then also tell you the time that you can get your next one. Now, with FastPass Plus, you do all of this online in advance. And way in advance. Way in <laughs> advance. And you can, for any given park... If you're at the Magic Kingdom that day, you can book three FastPass Plus experiences. And then once you have physically gone to the park and done all three of those, you can then do what is called a rolling FastPass. So I've done all three attractions. Now I can get one more FastPass Plus. For that park. For that park. And when that one's over, I can get another one and so on. As of right now, you... And I think I'm right in saying this. You can't book fast passes at multiple parks for the same day. No. Is that, is that still in effect? Right. Okay. Right, right. But you, you like your rolling fast pass, you can go, like you can leave Magic Kingdom, go to Animal right. Kingdom, go to a kiosk there yes. and get a fast pass. Or I even heard that um, concierge can do that for you. Mm-hmm. I, it's, I, I'm yeah, not sure if that it's, too. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, concierge yeah. can can book your fast. While you're doing this, I'm going to decide I'm going to the park tomorrow. I want to see what's available. Okay. And I would there was an interesting thread on the Diz talking about when you make it that there was somebody who went and calculated out Tip, typically it's after midnight on the day that you're now eligible to get your fast passes. After midnight is when you can go in and do it. But this person calculated out on the nights that Magic Kingdom is open till one o'clock in the morning, you can't start booking fast passes till one o'clock in the morning. Okay. So I would just add that in the back of your head when you're going to do this. If you're up at midnight to book your fast passes and it isn't working, try it after one o'clock. Okay. It certainly makes things easier. The other thing too is it's important to point out that this is Eastern time. Right. Right. You know, 
people have said that before. Or what time is should I make my fast passes? And it's Eastern. Somebody's on. Um, so that's that's how the fast pass. Plus works right now, and again, I think we all wish that you could book something at the Magic Kingdom at ten o'clock in the morning, and something for Hollywood Studios at noon. Um, and, and I'm sure they'll get there at some point. But um, if you, if you don't want, as Kevin said, if you don't want to be walking around all day with your phone in your hand, staring at the ground, um, they do offer several. Uh, kiosk locations and what this is is where there used to be the actual fast pass distribution machines that printed out the fast pass tickets they've now switched that out and put in um fast pass plus kiosks and it's a bunch of cast members standing by some ipads that will help you make your plans for the day and it's not just fast pass plus they can do other things like dining and stuff like that the magic kingdom has several locations uh all, all the parks have several locations where you'd expect and there's a full list i'll put a link um in the show notes, uh, we have it on WDW Info that has a list of all the kiosks and, and all of this information. I would add, don't go to the first one as you enter the park because that's where everybody goes. Yep. Go to the one further back in the park. For example, the one at Guest Relations in Epcot, there's like a lot, or not Guest Relations, the one where the, um, right in between the two interventions. Yeah. The, the, uh, uh, t- uh, yeah, you need a fast counter. pass yeah. for the kiosk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it gets ridiculous. But if you go a little bit further in, you'll find ones that aren't so bad, especially first thing in the morning. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's Fast Pass Plus. I mean, I like Fast Pass Plus, but, again, I'm seeing it from the perspective of uh, a person who travels from, from Orlando, not booking way in advance but i actually like it because it i can plan my day around a fast pass if today like Corey's doing booking something for tomorrow Mm -hmm. and test track is only available at 7 p.m then i'll go at 7 p.m you know it's not that big a deal i think back to how it was when we used to come here on vacation and i would say to my kids what's the one attraction in this park that you want to ride and then we would make sure that we did those well now if you only have three i mean it was easy for it would be easy for me i had three kids so i would get those three but what if you've got five or six people in your family that want to ride different things in the park now how do you say to little johnny well hey we're going to do space mountain instead of uh carousel of progress or you know you're absolutely right in the way that it's set up right now if you wanted your entire group to have that experience you wouldn't be able to until you went into your rolling fast passes, one of the right. things you could do is split your group up. That would be, and one person gets a certain set of fast passes, and another person gets another yeah. set of fast passes. Um, when we used to come to Florida. If you woke up in the morning and it was raining, you did something else. <laughs> so it takes I, I, the lack of flexibility, and I know there are people who love it. I'm one of the people who don't. So I mean, I'm, I'm, it's great that it works for you. That you can plan plan your trip six months out, but there are people who don't live like that, and I think the fact that our audience is so immersed in Disney culture and what's going on, I deal with people who don't come here as often as that, and they're like, "What the heck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I have to decide when I'm going to go on It's a Small World now. Mm-hmm. I can't just decide. Well, you can, but you'll wait in a much longer line. Right. So." I mean, I understand that our audience is up on this. The people who are listening to this show, who love this, they know what they're doing. Right. There are a lot of people out there who don't. Well, a good point to bring up, too, is Fast Pass Plus is 
very popular for the one specific reason that it's great for those attractions like Soarin', Test Track, the big ones that now you can book it 60 days in advance if you're staying on property and you know for sure that you're actually going to get to go on it. Whereas in the past, you know, wake up really early and you go do it once and then get a fast pass for it, do it again later in the day. Now it's fast pass plus has become for every single ride. So now there is that option of saying, Oh, well I don't want to do that big ride. I want to plan it out that I'm doing. It's a small world pirates of the Caribbean and buzz Lightyear, And those are my three rides that I absolutely want to do. And that's great for that. But the, the way to take most advantage is to actually use it for the, the big rides, but then it screws over everyone who's come in that doesn't want to do that. And it should have mm-hmm. been the same as regular fast plus, blah, fast, fast pass. And that it was just for those major attractions and kind of left off all those classic rides that didn't need it, that mm-hmm. failed whenever they attempted fast pass to begin with. I think that a lot of those rides to people who have come back with feedback, it's ruined it. Like yeah. pirates. Never had fast pass. Pirates, you could just, I mean, there, there would be waits, but you would never seem like you really waited for pirates. It was a fast moving ride. Mm-hmm. Now there's hours and hours in a standby line. Right. And that's, that's an important thing to note is standby lines still do exist. But and you can always just wait in line for whatever you want to ride. It's just the fast pass structure has changed. And in my opinion, like you said, the fast pass plus has brought itself to uh, bring longer standby mm-hmm. lines for some of these attractions that never had it in, in the past. Well, and I, uh, um, I, I'm not 100% sure you can book all three fast passes for three major rides, though. You can't. They oh, do. Okay. The tier I system. wasn't sure if it had changed system. yet or not. Good point um, to make. Yeah, it is in a tier system. You get like one big, the medium, and the, the smaller one, which kind of controls it a little bit. But, yeah. but uh, the other day, I was at Figment, and the line was almost out the door. Now, you know, for everybody who's always been on my case about Figment, it, it usually it was like, a walk on ride. Right. It was like a ghost town, usually. Yeah. And now there's a long line because there, you need a fast pass for it. Right. Well, and, and that's another thing to note is that because of this tiered system that Rhino uh, talked about, you, you're forced in a group. I, I want to choose fast pass pluses in group A. And that means I could do test track, but. I can't also do Soren if I'm doing Test Track because those are too popular. Right. So what's left over is Journey into Imagination. Right. And now they're just like, well, I've got the Fast Pass. I better, I might as well use it and go over there. Whereas they might not have gone over to right. Journey into Imagination beforehand. Or there's also that idea of, well, at least this is what I got. Let me at least yeah. go on something because yeah. this is the ride that I got and the even Fast Pass for. The joke used to be like, or the story with Spaceship Earth. You don't want to ride Spaceship Earth first thing in the morning because everybody would hit it. Yeah, it's the first thing you see in the park. But now there isn't a downtime for Spaceship Earth because now everybody has to have a fast pass for it. So there's always a long queue line. And it's like, so how did that help the system any? My personal opinion beyond just Fast Pass Plus, but Fast Pass in general, I've mentioned it on the show a few times, is Disney World. The lines would be a lot more manageable if Fast Pass was just poof, disappeared out of nowhere. And there's still a lot of theme parks in existence today that have no fast pass structure and you never wait more than 20 minutes for any attraction. There was a a test that was done uh, at Toy Story um, before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where they, which scares me because of what I said earlier about my family just isn't into technology that way, but like um, where they had the queue 
only you could only go on Toy Story if you and Midway Mania at Hollywood Studios if you had booked a fast pass. There was no standby like offer. Yeah, which I would have thought the test would have been the other way around to see, like what you had talked about, to see if they got rid of fast pass completely. Would it help the wait times at a at a place like that? And it like, would. So yeah, yeah, but. I, I just hope that that's not a test for something that might be I like don't want the to see exclusive fast pass. Supposedly, the the theory behind that was is they want people. It used to be that you stood in the regular line and standby was like your second choice. You know, like you yeah. could choose to stand in the line or you could get a fast pass. Disney wants you to start thinking to get the fast pass first, and if you can't get it, then get in the. The exactly. They want to change They're that mentality. They're trying to change the perception there. So what do you guys have from either Facebook or the boards that uh, people have raised questions I've about? I've got a really good post I'd really like to read. Sure. I think this person did an excellent job sort of summing everything up in a list format. It's C-M-A-E-E on the Diz boards. And she broke it down into likes and dislikes. And what she likes is having one central location to find all of my information, plans, etc., uh, not having to fumble around or dig in my backpack for the key to the world card to enter the parks, purchases, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Not having to keep up with my children's key to the world cards. Having photos automatically linked to Memory Maker on rides for entire family and friends. Making Fast Pass Plus, plus specific for each person. Uh, if one person wants to ride a specific ride, they can set that up in the system and have them do that. What she doesn't like is feeling like you have to plan your vacation out to the minute months in advance. Very little opportunity for spontaneity. Worrying that my kids are going to lose their magic bands and their pin code could be hacked. Tears for rides at Epcot and Hollywood Studios and having to go to the Fast Pass kiosk to add a fourth, fifth, etc. Fast Pass. So I think this is all things we've touched on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One way or another, people like or dislike about it and how it makes it easier. So that's just more than likely somebody who doesn't live here and somebody right. who who plans their vacation in advance. The other thing is the security, and I've heard it. Oh, this could never happen. Well, that's what Target said. Right. Yeah. Uh, you never know. I think there's a great deal of information. I know. It's a, it's a code that is only attached to that, and only Disney can access it until someone else does. Right, exactly. It's not yeah. impenetrable. Right. Until someone else breaks into it, we're all feeling very secure that every purchase you make, you know, your credit card information is all attached to this. Great. It's safe for now. If that's a wealth, if there's something out there to be money to be made for it, somebody's trying to change that. Mm-hmm. It should also be noted that your credit card was also already attached to your room key beforehand anyway. So if you were going around the parks or the resorts, you well, already had of, a key. That- that's one of the sales pitches of this. This is so much safer. And, and again... It's all, you know, there are the, the, the naysayers. Oh, that's never going to happen. There's no information on your magic band. Well, no, but there is information that links you to another database where all your information is stored. Mm-hmm. And again, it's only safe until it's not. <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah. Anybody else have something they want to read that they brought with them? Um, I, I have one. <laughs> just, just one that um, somebody was, uh, and I forgot to get their name, but somebody wanted to know how waterproof the magic bands were and this is one of those trivial little facts that i've remembered and this person asked so they're good to 50 feet they're good to the 50 feet. waterproof bands are good to 50 feet so and you've heard of people swimming in the pools oh, with yeah. them and getting caught in the rain and getting you know splashed on splash mountain there's no worry about them 
Yeah, I think it's just or anything like to that, a certain sure. water pressure that you right. know, the RFD right. chip would like right. implode. I think that's the point was that someone that they go swimming with them and if they can stick with them. Disney, if something should happen to your Magic Band, it's like your key to the world card. They will cancel that one and give you a new one. Um, you know, loads of those get turned into um, lost and found all the time, but you know it can be replaced rather easily. But you're going to end up with a gray one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's relatively safe. I mean, it's and there's no electronics in it. Right. It's the RFID chip is not electrically activated. It's just a, a chip that is read from a you know a, a radio frequency. And I would just because we've talked about Memory Maker in there, you have to have a Magic Band to use Memory Maker. So if you're off-site and you want Memory Maker, you still have to have a Magic Band. That's the only way you can get it. I do like that aspect of it, that now it's all sort of captured in one place for sort of everybody who's traveling with you. I think that makes it much easier for people than I get this little slip of paper and I've got a number on it. And I've got Are you talking about Memory Maker? Memory yeah, Maker, yeah. 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 And I don't think we really touched on that, but Memory Maker is just a way to gather your photo pass uh, into the PhotoPass photos that you've taken that have been linked to your card or to your ticket media and bring them all into your family group that you can you can create on the My Disney Experience. And I, I mentioned that earlier. When you're in My Disney Experience and you are traveling with a, your family or a group of friends or anything, everybody creates their own profile. And then you link them together and say you were traveling together and then you do the same for your dining reservations and stuff like that. And Kevin's looking at me like, that sounds like a whole lot of work. To just go get a dinner reservation. Well, the other thing too is we again. This is not what we would have done. We wouldn't go to a park tomorrow and want to have pictures. And you know, somebody has pointed out, what about like, somebody has done a really good job? And they said, what about the folks from the UK who typically stay for two weeks or longer, mm-hmm. spend a great deal of money at Disney, but stay off site? They rent a house, right? And all of a sudden, they seem to become. They seem now less valuable to Disney. Mm-hmm. There are complaints on this thread that people say it feels exclusionary. It feels like if you're not staying on property, you miss out on... I understand the FastPass system, but it used to be sort of a democratic process. If you wanted to FastPass, you worked for it. You got up early and ran. Your ticket, yeah, your ticket let let you put put you in the same playing field. And I understand extra magic hours for guests. I think, you know, there are perks to staying on property. This seems very undemocratic. That... Folks who are who are paying the same amount for a ticket, or usually more, if they're staying off-site and didn't buy the length of stay pass or whatever, they now have less chance. I, yeah, I, be, I think it's what um, if you're off-site, you can book thirty days, mm-hmm. thirty days in advance, and if you're on-site, sixty. So yeah, you're right. I mean, that, that's your it's a disadvantage. But you're paying the same price for your ticket, yeah, right? What what, you, how did you do online? Yeah, we're curious about your. Oh, okay. Your I, I, I didn't submit yet. I'm just gonna. Okay, so we're going to the park tomorrow, Magic Kingdom. Um, I kind of scrolled through. You know, Julie's never been on uh, Mine Train, but it's not available. So I'm going to choose Big Thunder Mountain. We can all do that. Um, I'm going to choose Peter Pan's Flight. I'm choosing two tier A because we like both of those. And then I'm going to choose Barnstormer. You know, a nice uh, all rides and see what's available. I was able to get all three best match. Barnstormer starts at 11.30, Peter Pan's flight at 2.30, and then Big Thunder at 5.30. So They're spread out, but those aren't bad times. Those it's not aren't like you're waiting until 9 p.m. Yeah. And I have other options. You know, you can get option A where Peter Pan starts at 9, then Barnstormer at 10.30, and then Big Thunder 
at 12.30. So Yeah, they'll give you options for times. This is also a slow period of the year. This isn't, you know, summer season. Yeah, so um, in all my options, I was able to get all three, but not uh, Mine Train. Oh. But, you know, I, I think when I was saying, like, you can get into the park and you can run to that attraction and get the uh, Fast Pass. So, I mean, you can still do that, but instead of getting the Fast Pass, you just ride the ride. So you get to the attraction first, ride the ride, and then go go along with your schedule. I mean, you can kind of plan it that way, but um, I don't know. So, Well, I want to go ahead and start wrapping up here. I don't know if anybody else has any other uh, Facebook or Disboards or the chat, any other questions that they might have. Um, but otherwise... I, I have one okay. I want to uh, pose to Craig. Someone wants to know, NJ Brandon wants to know, which is the better system, FastPass Plus or Universal's Express Pass? Mm. Oh, I wholeheartedly believe that Universal's Express is... The, the better of the two. I mean, yeah, you do pay for theirs, and it's not good for every attraction. You still can't get on uh, the Harry Potter Escape stuff. from Gringotts or Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. That's all That's all equal. Everyone's an equal when it comes to that. For the other ones, yeah, you can bypass those lines on slower days. You're not going to pay as much money, and then if you want it in peak season, you're going to spend a lot more. But for, for the people who aren't staying on site, that's kind of the sacrifice you have to make. If you stay on site at any place other than Cabana Bay... You get it free right away, and you don't have to worry about it, and you get it unlimited. But even if you don't stay on site because you have a great deal somewhere else and you pay that extra money, you're going to get to see everything, uh, potentially, depending on what type of express pass you get multiple times. And there's just not that hassle. And honestly, from being there so much, no one really complains about whenever express passes are passing you up as soon as you say, oh, it's a paid service. And then as soon as they hear that, it's okay. Yeah, I didn't want to pay for yeah. that to begin with. Exactly. What's the process? Do they have a they have a badge they wear? Do you have a card you show? Uh, Express, it can either be right with your ticket. So you can have a ticket plus Express on it. If you stay at a hotel, you have to use your key card in a kiosk that will take a picture of you. Usually awful and, photos. <laughs> yeah, very awful photos. And then it will have a, a barcode on it that you can get uh that will be scanned, and then there are some that are just standalone express ones. So let's say you had your ticket, got in the park, saw the lines, and you didn't want to wait in all those lines. You wanted express, you can go back and get another individual ticket, and then they try to sell you a, a nice little uh, holder so that way you can put your ticket on one side, your express on the other. It's fun. It's $5. Would, would anybody here be in support of Disney going to a paid fast pass model? I'd rather see that. Because then, I, I, if they're gonna if they're gonna have to go somewhere, I would rather see it. If you want it, then you can pay for it. Or if you're a Disney guest, maybe you get it free, and the offsite people have to pay for it. If it was like the same model, but now it's like there's just too many levels and too many. Well, the thing the thing with Universal, the reason that Universal has shorter standby lines and and a better Express Pass experience is because. Who the people that get it for free are the the resort hotel right. guests, exactly. but there's only f- well, right. there's only three hotels that do that. Whereas if Disney went to that model where the resort guests got it free, that's like twenty hotels, and then plus anybody who wants to pay for it, I think it would still we'd still see the same problem. I'm at a different point in my life. I can afford to pay for the fast pass now. Yeah, there was a time in my life when you know I would come go to Disney World and I had scraped every dollar I could mm-hmm. to have enough money to buy lunch. So I'm at a different point in my life and it's like valet parking. I don't think about it. Anymore. Yeah. However, 
that's not always been the case. I, I guess Disney World to me was always. I, I think that's the problem, and I think it's old fart disease is what I have. <laughs> that it used to be better, and I don't mean that Disney World used to be better. I love the changes. I love new things, but I don't think this is. Uh, my idea is you pay one price to get in, and you have access to yeah. everything in the park. Well, I want to I want to wrap it up here. I know we've had we've had some negative feelings toward it. I personally have positive feelings and see the bright side of my Magic Plus and Magic Bands, and I think they have things to work on, but they could tweak it to make it better for sure. Um, so uh, that's our information uh, right now, as as it stands for my Magic Plus and FastPass Plus and all that stuff. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys will enjoy planning your trips to Walt Disney World using this because it's really the only way you can do it now. So uh, have fun with that. Uh, but that's going to do it for us. Until next week, we will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.